0: everybody to just two camera guys my name is emery wolf and i will be your host tonight and joining us just off to the side we'll see if we want to give him a microphone or not later is nick lamb Uh, i don't think we're gonna get into why why you don't have a microphone and i'm holding one like a fool
1: um we're not gonna get into who forgot the mic but we both agreed to apologize and just move on yeah
0: So really, it's it's an apology to you guys. Sorry for having to sit through and suffer through us with this. Or actually, maybe thank you. Yeah, we're in a new spot here. I think you can probably tell this is the Pats control room. This is where the magic happens for uh, the Pats games every night that you're here. A bunch of gizmos that do a bunch of things. Is there anything else you really want to say about it?
1: Yeah, well, there's what can we see in the shot? We've got our graphics
0: computer there. Um, this is the switcher can see the robot camera. There's another robot camera over there too. the controller, a little bit of our, the computer that's on the far side there that, yeah, that does all the graphics and stuff like that. Um, and we probably have the worst employee on the team running that one, but yeah, that's kind of it. And then behind the camera, uh, that you can't see is replay. And then the main, uh, machine that actually runs the cameras and, and makes them look pretty And then, yeah, as well as each machine has a chair sitting at it. We've cleared them out, but each machine has someone that sits there and operates. So how many people are in the room? Four, five, six of us in the room. And then four of us out in the world. And then typically two, and then we have our technical producers or whoever writing tech that night.
1: They basically just run around and fix stuff.
0: Yeah, like actually a a point in case too. like my camera specifically tonight was having a power issue, which when I was hitting the end of my zoom, they were losing control of my camera in the room here. Um, So kind of one of the things, Rolf was the guy out there tonight and he's running around and checking on me and plugging things in and out while I'm trying to shoot. So,
1: Yeah, it helps when you have somebody that can do that. Otherwise... The director basically has to leave, and yeah, not good.
0: But, I mean, we've talked about it before. Directors are pretty overrated. <laughs> Fake time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really, there's only so many buttons there. So,
0: you know, I, I was going to get into, like, maybe what have you been up to lately, but I feel like this is what we've both been up to lately.
1: Yeah, a lot of hockey lately. A lot of hockey here. A lot of hockey for Moose team. I'm, it's been a lot of hockey lately.
0: What is it, yeah, how many games have you been going out to Moose Show? Well,
1: I've, uh, two is all I did. I guess not a lot of hockey. I, I,
0: <laughs> I did one out there, too. And uh, like I said, actually, uh, this coming weekend, probably be in the past by the time we get this out, but I'll be doing the rush preseason game out there as well. Oh, you are doing that? Nice. And uh, agribition in this building again for a week straight. It's also why this is kind of like, a, I think, our time to actually sit here and do this.
1: Yeah, because there's, a, what, a week off? Well, half a week off and straight into rodeos.
0: Yeah. So it's a busy time for both of us, but uh, yeah, it's nice that we can uh, step up and do this. So yeah, looking at our little handy dandy notes here, it would be good if I could actually remember. We've been busy with work doing our awards things we've talked about as well. So now I'm editing all that stuff or or trying to, I should say, I haven't really got much done. Hopefully my boss isn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, editings a
1: tricky thing though because uh, especially in a workplace environment because you've still got your regular job and then the different social media stuff that you're expected to do and all the meetings and stuff and editing at least in my experience just takes large chunks of time so it's you really have to dedicate kind of days and hours it's like a construction project almost it just takes hours and hours to get it done so
0: And then, uh, you know, too, like things, life gets in the way too, right? Like both of our cars are wrecked right now. That's a little odd, oddity.
1: Yeah. How did both of our cars get written off within a week? Crazy. Yeah. I don't
0: know. That is pretty crazy. We we did hit each other. So
1: that was, it's not not that crazy.
0: No, no, that's not what happened. You hit a fox or something. You said, there's a lot of foxes out there.
1: Yeah. A lot of, uh, what did the fox say jokes whenever I tell anybody that.
0: I was driving uh, home last weekend and uh, yeah, we seen probably about a dozen foxes, a couple coyotes, like everything was out. It was weird.
1: Big fox here.
0: You know, all this hard hitting camera news, you come to expect and love on this show. Um, I guess kind of maybe moving on. There's been a lot of things happen lately. So I think, I you know, I'm going to start at the end. Uh, sort of the most recent thing was the Screen Actors Guild. It sounds like they've got their agreement sorted out. Um, The Writers Guild sorted theirs out when we were basically on hiatus. Uh, But now Screen Actors is done, or at least they're going through the process to finalize stuff. Uh, Have you heard much of it, Nick?
1: I've seen, so I get a lot of Facebook posts and stuff. A lot of relieved people, but then there's some reason. Some people are still upset with the deal, but... Uh, I know a lot of people. It'll be good to get them back to work. So
0: yeah, and I read some stuff about like trust issues and that too, which is actually kind of interesting. When you got to work on giant crews that that roll out Hollywood stuff, so it'll be interesting how it does all pan out. I'm sure it'll be fine.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to if, you, if you're mainly just a video shooter. It's hard to picture what it's like to be a crew member on a movie, but. When there's no work, it's hard because it's one of those kind of jobs that you got to save your money and then make it last throughout the year. But then when it just disappears like that, it's tricky. So, yeah. yeah
0: the two big things I think that uh, were sort of in the deal, or at least that I can remember, was uh, one was, I actually had it on my phone, but one was the uh, uh, the percentage on streaming service stuff. I think they got like 1% or 2% on streaming. Not too sure how that actually equates out um and then the other uh i think this was more of like the hot topic thing as opposed to whether it actually really matters but uh talk of uh, how they use ai and and being able to replicate us they said specifically extras but i don't really know about that or how that was it doesn't sound right to me but it's what it is
1: well, how much do you want to get into AI and ownership and who creates it? I don't know. If we we can if you want.
0: Well they're like I think like the deal, what they were saying was like so an extra could come in, get paid a hundred bucks for the day, and they could basically capture everything on them, build an AI character of them, and then throw them in as an extra in every show.
1: Yeah. And that's so there's um, have you read anything about some of the ongoing court cases with AI and books and stuff like that? No. <laughs> so there was an episode on Planet Money had it on, but basically, what happened was there there's copyrighted material. So if somebody writes a book, it's a copyrighted book. So George R. R. Martin writes his uh, Game of Thrones. it's copyrighted. But then what happens when the AI ingests that copywritten material and then writes the last book for them? Where's the line of taking somebody's copyright and then producing something else from it? Like how does that happen? So there's some there's some actual court cases on right now for that.
0: Do you use AI?
1: Yes can i date it can i go back one step though first so the analogy that they used in the podcast was spotify so when spotify first tried to get all the licenses for stuff they tried and then they, they just like couldn't but so they just were like wow well, we're just gonna put all the music on and hopefully somebody comes and finds us kind of thing so then they ended up getting sued and once they got sued then they could actually pay the people because they didn't they couldn't figure out who to get paid so they're hoping at least according to the podcast that's a result like that could happen with
0: with spotify it was like these people that were creating ai generated mashups like uh you know a bieber singing a rap song with kanye or something or whoever i don't
1: oh you know what i didn't even think of that so i was going way back to when spotify just started
0: um i actually i use it a lot at work um I, I, the thing I always say is it gets you 90% of the way, but, but the other thing with that is, um, even thinking about like camera stuff in general, getting 90% of the way is half the battle. And once you're there, that's fine. And that last 10% is actually the most difficult part. For sure, And like, cause you'll, you'll get your 90. I always talk like with my Photos Like I I had like two good years where I had solid gains where like things were happening. I was learning everything. It was a complete sponge. That was my 90%. And I feel like since then, which would have been 2015, if it was two years, I've been like working on that last 10%. And I'm not, I'm not there. Right. Like, and I'm not even close. I've got like maybe one or 2%.
1: I think my concern right now is that the us as people, are going to become happy with just the ninety percent, and we won't strive for that extra ten percent. That's a concern, but
0: I, I uh, again that ninety ten percent though I think like that also like fits the market as well. So like ninety percent of the people are happy with the ninety percent.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of sad. Is the last ten percent
0: necessary? The last ten percent is necessary because you basically. AI, what it's doing is replicating stuff that's out there or what it thinks should be out there based on what's out there. So if you don't have people creating new things, doing new things, pushing limits, you, your AI is going to get flat and stale. Because like, if you spend any time in it now, it does go flat and stale on you. Like every everything you make, like, hey, write me a social media for Christmas. Write me a social media for St Patrick's Day it'll sound almost identical
1: and you know what the last 10 percent does make a difference because that's the that's what gets you extra attention now you can actually stand you I'm kind of talking both sides here but you can by being really good you can stand out now
0: amongst all of the the crowd the last 10 percent is what keeps you employed when AI is coming in and knocking things out I'll also say this. I do use AI quite a bit at work. Um, so from we've done, I've done flat out scripts with it. Hey, write me a script on da da, da 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 safety issue. Right. And it's written it and yeah, it got me 90% of the way there. I went through the entire thing for the 10% to get it to where we liked it. Got it approved by managers, dumped it into an AI video creator and so basically we got this ai system that took a took a person like they're talking with screen actors scan them all put them into the thing and the person spoke the words off of our thing and we got a little headshot i did it all on a green screen so that i can cut out around them um and then we also took it into google translate translated it into ukrainian ran it through again and got the person speaking in ukrainian and then kicked out those two videos but yeah like Used it actually a fair amount, and I I have found it like useful again though ninety to ten percent you do have to watch it. Will it ever be? Will it ever get the ten percent? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, I'm I'm like a, I'm a dead hard like no.
1: I would have said that too, but it's gotten a lot better than I ever imagined. So,
0: I I think it could get like ninety two percent. Just splitting hairs. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. Like, I, it will get better, but I, I do think, again, like I said, we still need that 10% of people pushing uh, to, to basically feed AI new things. So the next big thing in the news uh, was lenses. So now I'm jumping back to actually the first thing that came out, but Canon released three lenses, two of which had never been created before. Um, so the first lens, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like a aps S C one. I paid it no attention. All the Pats scored a goal on our <laughs> yeah. replay. That really threw me for a loop there. I, I guess it wasn't the Pats. So... Oh, wait, it was the Pats. There yeah. we go. Um, anyways, uh, but there, there was two interesting lenses. One was a 100 to 300 F 2.8. Um, it was not an L lens uh i seemed more jazzed about it than you
1: i'm not excited about a 1 to 3 2.8 though but why why do i need a 1 to 3
0: uh for a guy like me it's good cuz like i could buy that lens it'll be cheaper than you know a giant 2.8 lens and uh i can go out and get what i need for whatever birds or wildlife I get out there. I think for the amateur sports photographer as well. Um, honestly, even like semi-pro, right? Like we had uh, Wanda on the show. Like I could see this being a lens she would use.
1: How much is the lens?
0: I don't remember. It seemed reasonable though. I, I want to say it was like three grand. I just can't.
1: Why wouldn't you go longer or? because you can buy a one to four for what thousand bucks now
0: less than that yeah did i screw this up too is it a 200 to 800 here you hold the microphone
1: so i because i remember the argument because i was saying why not just go use the one to four but it covered the spectrum perfectly so this was uh what was it was it two to eight i think it was two to eight anyways my argument's still the same of i don't the price point doesn't seem to equal the value to me, anyway. I don't know why I would want to spend three thousand dollars on a two to eight just because it has two eight. When
0: and and it's not f two point eight; it's f uh, six three to f nine.
1: <laughs> I might have to actually. I'm going to leave it in.
0: <laughs> and they're and, and they're selling it for two grand. <laughs> well, so. I, I just think it hits that price point. I have the 800, that big, long one, but it's, you know, it's a fixed focal length. I can't zoom back to 200. 200s right where your 70 to 200 ends, right? So it just like carries that on for me. I I get that it's not a perfect lens, but I think it's a great filler. Um, the only thing that's stopping there's two things stopping me personally from getting it. One, I already have the 800. Mm-hmm. Uh, to sort of like well why do i need to spend more money
1: that's the part that keeps getting me is it's three thousand dollars and if you were going to do the lens trading game where you're selling your old lenses to get new ones you have to sell a lot to get to there you're going to have to kick in new money either way like there's no way that i can see that you'll be able to do an even trade for that
0: yeah and i kind of agree with that like i said i i the more I thought about it, the less I wanted it, but I can still see a lot of people getting it.
1: I could see a lot of people getting it. The My preferred method is to go used with lenses, which I get that the new mirrorless lenses make that difficult, but, man, patience in three or four years and you buy the original version when version two comes out, gonna be a huge savings
0: uh the second lens that they put out is a a 24 to 105 f 2.8 again you were not jazzed about this so shooting leroy uh and leroy you used your 24 to 105 f4 all the time right 2.8 didn't appeal to you
1: well that it's okay the here 2.8 does appeal to me i've actually thought about this lens a lot lately And this would appeal to a larger market, and it appeals to me personally more, because this is a lens that if you're in a tight interview situation, you could get away with. Because 2.8, I'd prefer to shoot a little more wide open than that in an interview, but you could get something decent with 2.8. Whereas getting the old ones with f4, the only thing you were getting was sharpness.
0: Um, the other big thing too, which I felt like where this really suited you was uh, it comes with like a little control to make an actual servo zoom on it. Um, so you could just plug this little unit in and you have a video camera lens automatically.
1: Yeah. I'd have to remember how to zoom again because it's so seriously on shoots because I've used um, still lenses for so long on those kind of shoots. the only time I use a zoom lens is at the live sports that I don't even I'll either move the camera or just statics on all of my shoots now.
0: Um, I think it's an interesting lens. I Again, it's another lens. It's another first. And I think it is something that will appeal to a lot of people, especially a lot of hybrid people.
1: That one does make more sense. You know, what's interesting now. Okay. I haven't even thought of this before, but the zoom, a, a zoom, On a video? Does it feel amateurish? Just a... Oh, you see, start on... It feels newsy, does it? When you think about it? Okay, start on the first and you zoom out to a two-shot. Zoom into a one. Yeah. So you're going to use that servo. This is actually... This is going to keep me making employed. Is because it's going to create that lens people once people start zooming in and out then they make stuff look bad so that that can play in our favor
0: I think it depends on what you're doing your style and all that stuff like uh actually I don't know if anybody's watching the stuff behind us but like when it shows camera two stuff like that's I'm riding servo hard right like the entire time I'm going in and out but because it's so fast sports you never notice
1: and that's different. I'm not talking about sports. I was talking about more of a, either corporate shoot or a stylized kind of YouTube video.
0: Or I always considered myself like my style, at least uh, for video, uh, gorilla. Um, I've always been into documentaries. Always kind of liked it. Um, so I always gorilla sh- shot in my mind. And what I mean by that is I actually never use servos, um, and I really like. Uh, cinema lenses. Um, I don't know what the little stick is called on your zoom, but like it's like you're... it's literally a zoom stick. Zoom stick. <laughs> there you go, stick. Um, and like I would just tap that right and just so like you're popping in and out yeah. really quick and it's almost like a cut or a jump cut, right? So that was sort of just what the style I went with, the style I kind of did a lot. Um, and then if I needed, I cut around it, but the cut. Always seemed more grateful. So I like
1: that. That's interesting. So your style is more gorilla, more you're willing to incorporate zooms. And so do you would your style be more roll on everything or only on specific things? Or how does that go?
0: Um <laughs> it's funny. I, I think like gorilla stuff is roll you still roll on specific things. Uh but The ideas like to keep pace with action, I think, and so you want to pick your spots, your moments, and 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 that's really what it is: is about capturing moments and and you know identifying which moment is important for for what you're shooting.
1: Yeah, that does make sense. And the moments, I agree. So, uh, to make this about me, (laughs) uh, my style, the. If I'm, I'll try to play to my strengths in any shoot I go to, and I even tried to. So when we worked on a project together, I tried to play to my strengths and I tried to get you to agree to it, but you didn't. And that's quite all right because I wanted to get a talking head interview because I know when I get a talking head interview, I can light it and make it look really good and I can get good audio because talking head. So that's kind of what I'll try to incorporate into any, any video I do is an In interview sit down to get the dialogue because A, I know I can light and I'll be able to make it look good. And B, it's a controlled environment where I know I'll be able to get good sound. So I can always fall back on that. But this makes sense because that shoot we did was a little more gorilla style, played into your strengths more. Um, and I basically had to adapt, which is fine. It's just, it's just I think it turned out great, but that's interesting.
0: Uh, this is the SJHL one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, actually, do you know what? That's, I think kind of the perfect example of it too. And like, we had talked about it, um, beforehand as well. And, you know, I I think we kind of realized here's the other thing. I think every great documentary really, this isn't true because there's, I've seen documentaries that are great that don't do this, but every great documentary will basically have elements of each. And, and I think, you know, you need some talking head to sort of push a story through or, you know, a narration, whatever you want to call it. Um, I th- think you do need like those nice, slow shots that, you know, are meant to just like wow people with the spectacle of it. And then I think you need the gorilla to keep up with action. So there's sort of those three things there. Um, and honestly, that's how I did when I was shooting weddings, right? Everything was nice and slow. And then when something was actually happening, everything that went into the montage, guerrilla. Like, I was doing stuff in wedding videos, man, that like, I, I'm i sure most people would be like, what? Why yeah. why would you do that? Day of like shooting, they'd probably be like, that's crazy. That'll never work. And then I'll be like, ba-doop, ba <laughs>
1: That's interesting. It would have been... uh an interesting combination to meld our styles together at that point. I bet you I think that it would create a, a fairly good end product because our strengths kind of lie on different areas.
0: How, how would you describe your style?
1: Mine? I've tailored it after Philip Bloom is what I've gone for. Uh, will I, I don't do this enough. I love the long B-roll shot that kind of lingers almost longer than it's supposed to. Uh, the interview, I like having the interview lit nice. Uh, actually, no, I like having an interview lit great where the interview itself pops. And maybe that's something I need to work on where, because if that pops, you need to have the rest of it pop too. So
0: that's a tricky one. That sounds to me like a technical issue, right? If you want, if your interview is going to pop, I feel like you can make the rest pop, uh, either like with what you're doing technically in editing and color correction, or you can make it pop with speed when you're doing your action.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could pop with make speeding up the edit a little bit. And that's tricky. That's something I do need to get a little bit better on when I'm not, it's easy when you're doing a corporate project because you've got another person there that just says speed it up. Let's just get this down to two minutes or something. It's harder when it's on your own.
0: Yeah, um, editing, man. I it's really the thing that I love and hate the most at the same time because it's such a pain in the ass, but it's really where I think uh, things flourish and and particularly where my my work flourishes, which sounds weird sitting here. Nah.
1: Oh, no. How long has that been? I don't know. Podcast only? <laughs> you know what we could do? We could do one of those, go to the podcast for the
0: rest of the, well, whatever. We'll be fine. Do you know what? I've got a great graphic. How, how, how much do you want to edit this? Let's throw in there. Yeah, I'll check a graphic in. But, uh, it's one of my favorite things of all time. I keep it on my phone at all times. Technical difficulties, please stand. Yeah,
1: I like that. Yeah, we'll chuck that in.
0: Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, like editing, I think, is really where things all come together for me, and and you can really display that stuff off. So it's, but it's so tedious, it will frustrate you. It's the only time, I swear, at camera work. (laughs) (laughs) Ripped phones out, chucking them, walking away mad. (laughs) Really? So
1: I used to, this is a, good topic for another day but with the edit it used to stress me out on the day okay we need to get this shot we need to get that shot we need to get this we need to get that almost everything can be made up in the edit and you can just cover it with something else that you film after so if a camera shot screws up or it didn't go the way i'd hoped, i don't know it doesn't really bug me that much anymore
0: Again, just talking about gorilla and editing, it was like a trust trust your shot, trust in the motion, trust the speed. I'm um, shooting and so I didn't really think about it shooting and I worried it was worry about it all in editing after and just really focus on, you know, what is going on, what is important and, you know, punch into what's important or punch out for a spectacle. Global shutter nick you had an idea on this. I've had some ideas on this. Uh, I guess first off, Sony. So after Canon released their stuff, Sony released a new camera. It's the A9 Mark 2, 3, 4. I don't know what.
1: I give us some credit for that because we were ragging on Sony pretty hard last episode and that did not age well.
0: Yeah. Like next week, Sony was like, screw you, Nick and Emery. You guys suck. Um, Anyways, they came out with this camera. It has a global shutter on it. We were of two varying opinions. I was of the opinion of this is the biggest technological advancement in digital cameras since the invention of digital cameras. You think that's a bit too much. Why don't you talk about that?
1: Well, it's already invented. It's not like they didn't invent anything new they just they just so if you had a car now this and somebody put a clock in it the clock's already been invented and this is even worse this is they've already had all the stuff they just
0: what's the invention well that's actually kind of funny cuz that's how like digital cameras started right they already had all the stuff And then they just put it all together to make a digital camera.
1: Yes, but you could previously buy a camera with global shutter. So you could buy an Arri Alexa that had global shutter. You could buy, there's some Panavision cameras that do.
0: So a handful of cameras that cost how much? That's not the point. (laughs) (laughs) And and how many like stills cameras had it in? I guess that is the point. Every single film camera did.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's a good example. I I like that one better. Is now we are able to recreate film cameras properly.
0: Yes and no. I like I I think it operates the same way, but I still there's still something about the film look. There's something about it. There's something you know, and either it's like roll off of colors, it's dynamic range and, uh, maybe has a glow to it. I don't know what it is, but like, I swear, if you take a photo on film and take the exact same thing on digital, you're going to be like, yeah, but that film
1: one. Yeah. Like, I'm not arguing with you with that. Uh, maybe I just got a little bit too excited there,
0: but it's getting close. It is, and and it's nice to see. Um, The other thing, too, with global shutters, Um, you talk about them, you know, this isn't, uh, which is true, but like I said, with the camera, it's all been packaged. So do you know when the first digital camera was actually made? 92. (laughs) 1975.
1: Yeah. Oh, in the (laughs) scene of...
0: It was made by uh, Eastman Kodak um, and it was basically pieced together. So, uh, CCD was invented by a company. Uh, it was something for computers to read light. And Kodak was like, hey, can we use this thing for something more? Um, so, they pieced it together with old parts of the cinema camera. And voila, we had digital photography for the first time in 1975. Then it took a whole pile of time for it to actually get popular, get cheap enough this is sort of the things technology does it's it a lot faster now than it was back then but it just took all this time for it to actually catch up but again none of it was new it was all assembled i think the ccd was like invented like three or four years before the camera was as well um, so it's just piecing things together like a car so with the global
1: shutter explain a bit about that what what we didn't even talk about what global shutter is, but made it quickly because most people know, think, but...
0: yeah, so the global shutter, if you um, I think people understand like how their TV works, so your TV scans right, so it scans your lines from top to bottom, doesn't really it? Really, very really fast. I thought it did half and then the other, half, uh, since for grass, for progressive, it's basically doing two frames. Well, that's
1: twice. I thought that. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I thought progressive it did all of them at once, but interlaced it did happen.
0: happen happen. You're correct. I am rather you're correct. You're correct. I am rather you're correct. Um. Anyways, the point is is that it scans it in a line, all the way down. Your camera also captures and feed information like that as well. So your sensor would you know, basically electrically light up. And I think like part of the reason why it had to work like this is because it was like literally sending electric electronic signals from one side to the other and back and forth or however it actually worked. You know, we wanted that connection to move from like positive to negative electricity. Oh,
1: that. But it also makes sense when you think of it like uh, in terms of your card, because your card can only take so much information in at once. So it makes sense that There'd be a bottleneck somewhere along the line
0: to get that much information all at once. Yeah, I actually think that's why we are getting this now. It's because your cards are fast enough, your processors are small enough and fast enough that you can put them into a camera. Um, So it's actually kind of like interesting stuff, right? But there was like all these stages in between where it's like, well, let's make a slightly better CCD and call that an upgrade. Let's make a You know this camera can shoot 30 frames per second now and the old one could shoot five and they made all these like slow upgrades until global shutter where it is reading everything on that sensor in one quick flash and that's its main difference now why this is revolutionary and and what it does so when it is scanning it creates problems um I always think the easiest problem to explain is actually a video problem. It's the same problem in stills, but it's called rolling shutter. So in video, what happens when it's scanning, you can actually see it. And lots of people see it all the time. So if you move your camera side to side really quick, you'll sort of see it like lean. Yeah. I wonder how well that was on the microphone. Wait a it <laughs> yeah, was yeah. In the microphone. But yeah, no, it catches up. Yeah. And it, and it looks like it's going at an angle, even though you're straight. Um, so that's the rolling shutter problem. And that is created by those lines and that slight delay, like millisecond delay of it actually scanning all the way through and doing it over and over and over again. And then it multiplies the problem and you get that rolling shutter, uh, look in your video rolling shutter also happens in stills. It just looks a little bit different so when i think the best way to explain that is in like sports so if you do not shoot at a high enough shutter speed and you take a picture of like someone taking a slap shot their hockey stick will look curved mm-hmm. and it's because of how it's scanning again because you're hitting that hockey stick at different parts in that scan, so it's bending and working at global shutter stops it makes that hockey stick straight. That's also assuming it is straight. Or a puck nice and round or a baseball nice and round. Um whereas before you take it your baseball would look like a little oblong. Oh, I've got photos of that. Mm-hmm. And it's cause you couldn't get the shutters fast enough. Um we talked about cameras. I think one of the interesting one is the Phantom. So the Phantom's just like super absurd high speed camera. They needed global shutter in order to get the speed that they shoot at if you can't you know they're shooting at like i don't even know it's like a hundred thousand frames per second or something um but in order for them to read fast enough they needed the global shutter for that um because otherwise you just can't so that's another like perk of this a9 it all of a sudden shoots way faster shutter speeds than canvas have had before um trying to think it, it does some other stuff too like it'll fix some like more a uh, problems and that as well that you get in some digital other I and you'll still have it it just won't be as bad or uh, trying to think the name of like the green artifacting green purples that why am i biking you know on what that's called fringing fringing thank you um yeah fixes a few of those things a little bit. Um And yeah, a handful of other little problems that there was no way to fix until then. Yeah, it's cool, but. Oh, and (laughs) not to mention the price. So I want to say red is actually the cheapest candle. I could be wrong, but I want to say it's like the cheapest candle you can get with it. And I think think they have one that actually is in an eight thousand dollar video camera, but it only shoots video. Um, then your next step up, it's like thirty or forty, and that's where all those cameras that you mentioned basically start. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I think the Scarlet has it. So this this gets it down to a consumer level for the first time. Um, so now you can buy. What's the cost on this? Like six grand. Five grand all everything
1: I've seen's US I haven't even looked up the Canadian one. Yeah.
0: Anyways, it, it comes down to like more of a consumer level cost. And and hopefully and again where this is really really big is hopefully this technology trickles down into their lower markets. Um you know, maybe not their entry level but like a camera that I use that's you know maybe a $3,000. Yeah. This goes back
1: to a lot of stuff. I don't know if a lot of people are going to see the difference. is my only hesitation. I'm not going to jump out and buy this camera right away. So I'm excited, but I'm not, uh, I don't need a cold shower to cool down. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not selling all my Canon gear. It right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm in the same boat too. Like I'm not, I'm waiting for Canon. Um, I would expect they're going to come out with an R1 shortly here. And it's also going to be good shutter. Um, for myself, I'm going to wait until it comes down to like an R5 or something. And, and that's just, it. again, it's a matter of wait. You know, I'll probably be using my USR for the next two or three years. And, and maybe in that time, it does come to an R5. And that's when I.
1: Yeah. This the timing could actually be really good for me because I still use my C200 and, and this, we give it another two to three
0: years, and then type for upgrade. Then,
1: and it was, this would actually push me to an upgrade when that time comes. But
0: here's the real question too. I, I said like maybe this doesn't come to like the the entry stuff, but I, am, am I maybe wrong? Like, yeah, you know, fifteen years down the road, does everything have the global shutter? I'm saying no. What about your iPhone?
1: That's yes. Yes, I'd say it will, because that's going to be a cool thing to advertise.
0: Yeah, and again, like fixing some of those problems, I'm sure people, everyone has seen them.
1: Yeah, and uh, I So, have you shot? You've have you shot much on your iPhone
0: for production stuff? Uh, yeah. Now, I what we started doing with our videos. Um, basically, I started focusing at work like. We purchased a 70 to 200 lens for our camera. Why? Because that's something an iPhone can't do. So anything wide we do, I shoot on my iPhone. Um, so these award videos that I all did, using that long lens for everything that I can, second I need something wide, iPhone. And it's all B roll. I'll just mix it in. That's perfectly fine.
1: Yeah. My biggest complaint with the iPhone is the the low light stuff it does not
0: light. my biggest complaint with the iphone is that it doesn't weigh too much over processing
1: yes so if you place and i've done this where i've taken a shot that i've got on my c200 and then iphone and you just it die. the image still breaks down it's not there and the ProRes files are so tricky to get off of your silly phone that it takes so long and it's not really.
0: That's interesting. I've not heard that. Lots of people have been talking praise about the ProRes on
1: Yes, but so my mistake that I've done with the ProRes is I will use it for a second. Oh, I will grab a second angle or whatever. Hit record on the interview. You don't want to start in and stop it because you got to resync a bunch of stuff. You got something. You got a thirty-minute ProRes file
0: that's fun yeah um i only have the mini 13 so i don't have that uh enjoyable stuff but um when i do compare it so at work we shoot on a canon rp uh the interviews i just did we did on the sheet nifty fifties yeah uh actually even the ef version not even the rf um and then the uh so which what is that 150 dollars lens and then I shot when I could on the seventy to two hundred as well, f two point eight, and that's what I did our interviews on. And then I'm gonna mix this stuff. Is it perfect? Hell no. Like you, you know right away, you like, mm-hmm. oh, know this is iPhone. Um, but it's good enough. And then the other, like I said, just quality wise, like like I said, there's some like weird over processing where they're over sharpening over doing a bunch of other things. And it almost like degrades the image. And when you look at the other ones, you're like, how oh, come this one looks so nice? This looks so smooth. And then this one's like this weird, like why does his hair look like I can see every little speck of hair? It's the weirdest thing.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And as of now, the, you know, the cinema feature that'll blow the background, I actually like it. It looks pretty good. But that's not in ProRes yet, so you, unless I'm just missing a setting, I can't seem to figure out how to get that in ProRes.
0: I'm gonna go with you just can't figure it out. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> um, yeah, global shutter man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not Another good tangent, but like, I don't know how much more to say about it. I, I, it really is going to change, uh, photography and videography from this point on.
1: It does. It, it will. I personally feel like there's a bit of an overreaction from the YouTube community, but you would almost
0: think it was an underreaction. So I I don't know. I like I said, I'm I'm like at the point like where I, I do see like this sort of changes everything and it makes everything so much better for guys like you and me. And uh but at the same time I also realize like it doesn't make things really that better for guys like you and me until like five years down the road. Yeah. Because we're too cheap. <laughs> uh, do you know what I was thinking about this? It's not that we're cheap. I think this is like the reality of the situation. Most people who are actually out working and doing things, not that I'm working, but that are well at work, but not like this really. Um but most people that are working and doing these things, you know, they're using workhorses and they're using those things at work and You know, to go back to like something that you say, if I buy a $3,000 camera today, is it going to make me $3,000 of money? Probably not. You're still going to get the same jobs. No one is going to go like, like, oh man, that looks like you weren't using the global shutter.
1: Yeah, no. It's just a matter of you only can spend so much money on gear and then you just can't.
0: And in, in five years, you know, you might get that, what I just said that you won't get, no one will be like, look, and you're going, oh, you must not have a global shutter. In five years, that might happen when it becomes more common, but you got. Yes. Yeah. What's next on the docket? See, I feel like I probably should have wrote the list down on (laughs) my phone. Yeah.
1: I say we skip the reviews. That'll be lots of time for later. The tips. I say we go straight into self-shame and wrap up. I and mean, we can sort these, save those two for another show. All
0: right. Yeah. Do you know what? No, let's not skip this. Let's rip. About, let's rip. We'll go fast. Give me the following. Okay. I'm going to go. Why don't we do uh, the two minutes Emory, PTI style. Emory reviews Nick's Halloween video with honest feedback. Two thoughts.
1: <laughs> That's fair. spare.
0: Do you know what? It's, it's not the greatest piece of uh, work, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's fine for what it is. Yeah. Uh, if people uh want to go watch it at Nick Lam videos on YouTube. Yes. How we, it's kind of some interesting stories. I think it's Nick Lam. And uh yeah, just Nick, Nick Lam. Yeah. Just Nick. I think my YouTube's just Nick Lam. I think it's Nick Lam V. No, isn't Oh, you can't use that. We're recording, Nick. We're going to mess it up again. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it's just Nick Lamb. At Nick Lamb Video. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Nick Lamb Video. Uh, go there, check it out. Um, do you know what? I like these little, these little passion video things you do. I've always liked them. I hope you keep doing them.
1: Well, they're fun to make. And the way I've been filming them, I'm trying to figure out a way that it's less editing. Because a huge edit for something like that's a bit of a pain. So I think that's also my downfall with this last video was I left too much stuff in. Didn't edit it
0: Interesting. Yeah, I think that's probably like a common problem. You didn't edit it enough. Like it's really hard to like how many minutes of footage would you have in total hours?
1: That one's not too bad. I probably got hour and twenty minutes.
0: Cut down to how long? 10, 12 minutes, something like that. Like that's hard. Um so the fact that sure it might not be perfect, but honestly I, I think when you're doing something like that, it's more about the process than than the final results. So keep doing it and just keep working at it. And it, I I like the style of it. I like what's going on. It's just you just need to keep working, keep refining coming up with new ideas and always be improving what there was abc from glenn Gary glenn ross was i think was always be always be closing what's theirs yeah that's more sale <laughs> is there like a good abc for camera always be cameraing.
1: yeah yeah no always be capturing
0: <laughs> um but yeah uh again nick land video on uh on youtube go check uh this is an interesting one. Tips for people just getting into live sports. This started sort of coming full circle. We're gonna basically end where we started, uh, to this control room. Uh where do you want to start with this?
1: So I'll start past the get a job, all that stuff. But I would say your first day operating a camera, what would you be needing to think about? So you show up. You get there, you already know a little bit of how to use a tripod and all that stuff. What do you need to do? Listen. Interesting. That's probably good advice. That would not have been my advice.
0: <laughs> but- <laughs> Where would you go? Well, I would have
1: gone way into way too much detail because I would have been thinking, okay, don't get married to your monitor. Be sure to look at your surroundings, your eyes, Could your eyes you're just looking you it's hard to find something interesting if you're just looking at your um at your monitor and your camera and it's also easy to miss something happening. For example hockey is an easy one to miss. If you're just looking at your monitor you'll lose puck all the time.
0: Yeah. I honestly I feel like just listening is a big part of it. Like uh one, you know, when you're in the room or whatever talking bsm before like people are gonna tell you stuff listen to what they have to say um yeah even like i remember going back to like when we did the winter classic game here for the nhl and like it was a it was very everything was like very specific very planned i'd never experienced anything like that um and they had very specific jobs that they wanted you to do. And all you really needed to do was just listen to them and do what they told you. And so like, I don't think their expectations were through the roof. I don't think like when you're new, other people have those expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just listen. And then the other big thing like with listening is you're, you're on headsets, you're communicating with a bunch of people, uh, we're bad with the Like we get jibber jabbering about whatever and making jokes and stuff, which makes it fun. But when you're new, I think that probably makes it hard. So like you probably just need to spend most of your time in that scenario, just listening, waiting for your calls, watching, paying attention. Uh, another thing too, like visual listening. Um I don't, we don't have uh, like a preview here, so I can't really tell what I'm shooting here, what's going out. Um, but I do have a giant screen right in front of my yeah. face, so I'm watching everything all the time. Um, when I shoot the riders, again, for an example, there is a preview button, so I just pull a button, and it comes into my monitor as to what they're replaying. So when they ship my replay, I will watch it and be like, okay, that's what they left. Like. I need to do more of that. So it's oh. just listening to like what's done there. Or honestly too, like if you really don't know what you're doing, like I I'm shooting this rush game, I'm probably gonna Google some lacrosse mm-hmm. stuff just to see what they're doing and then go into Musha and try to replicate that. And if there's anything you know that I'm seeing that, you know, Bryce is taking that he's liking, just keep trying to replicate that
1: yeah so listening uh what are you listening for though who are you because there's always a lot of people talking so who are you listening to
0: that's actually really a funny thing and i think that's maybe a skill uh as well that you learn all the time but you learn your your camera number um so camera two uh or if you're on a bigger thing you'll learn your replay number with the riders my replay call was red three most of the time this year uh If it wasn't, I would try and figure it out during the game by watching things like, okay. So then I know, um, is that necessary? No, but like the big part is to listen to the call of your camera, what it is. Um, lots of times I'm like weirdly droned out on some things and, uh, but like that camera too, just like snaps me. Um, and then, yeah. I think what you were getting at was what am I listening to? Well, you're the director of our show. So you're kind of the main guy that I listen to. And then Lane as well, who is the game day guy for the Pats. Um, cause he generally, what Lane says is what's going to happen next. So if he's like, oh, Kiss cams going to happen, I know that's going to happen next. So if Lane says kiss cam, I know that's what's next. And so I can already be prepping and thinking ahead to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's almost half of the stuff is the play. And then with our live stuff, the other half is all the other promotions or commercials or uh, what would you call it? Crowd stuff, I guess? Crowd activation. Yeah, that's a. I'm not saying it's a, as big of a It almost is. It's a, it's all, let's say it's almost half and half. Half the stuff's being able to follow the play. The other half is listening to your, you're right. That's all it is, is listening. And then you can go find your shot.
0: And if you have a good sense to like, uh, some prep, I talked about watching, uh, some lacrosse videos for myself. That's it. Uh, even going back to like when I shot, when it was, I showed up on uh, rehearsal day. So I knew, knew what was going on so I can plan where my camera needed to be before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's harder to know this ahead of time, but something that I always like to do, especially on two, is I'll get my, kind of like playing a musical instrument. You play you play guitar or anything, but you kind of learn your chords. It's okay, this is the D-man to the net, and I can stop. So I've got my, I know my movement there. It's just figuring out your, what, what is it, your fine, control, fine motor control?
0: Yeah, like those repetitive actions. Um, that's always good as well. Uh, You know, actually, kind of like another thing too that I'll say about it. I think shooting hockey and playing hockey also make like this weird correlation where I think they both improve each other. Like, I think I got better at hockey the more Pats games I shot. And I think I got better at shooting more Pats games the more hockey I did. And it was like sort of, they fed off each other and I was learning from like each of them. And they just created like this cycle of
1: improvement i can say this because i saw a adult safe playing before the warrior game when i was doing their game whatever
0: <laughs> improvement you saw you were doing like, was in your head because two different things okay. <laughs> that's slightly different um this room so you direct oh do you have any tips for that Uh, I need tips personally. (laughs)
1: That's where the tips come from. And by that, it's the truth though, because I'll say that every time. If somebody's got something to say, say it,
0: because we do want to. I think like uh, prep work, right? Like, so uh, not to like bash anyone or something, but before you came in, like we didn't run through shows. We didn't do these sort of things to plan ahead. And now that's done every single time and like does it help? does it you know make everything run smoother during the live event
1: yeah that's me going back to my camera assistant days where you would not go out to a you wouldn't show up to film the movie without testing the gear first and you wouldn't and there's so many pieces here there's so many elements to the show that
0: yeah I think that's like so the word you use is communicating there um, listening is also a big part of that so I think like if you were kind of room like this with a lot of people learn to listen learn to communicate well
1: yeah and, and maybe this is something that I need to work on a little bit more but just be patient because uh, you'll want something right then but it doesn't happen at that pace so I'm more speaking to myself right now just be patient with it. And I don't think that freaking out speeds it up. At least in my experience, it doesn't. But for some reason, the common theory that people have that freaking out will make it go faster and better next time, I doubt it will.
0: I'm smiling at your thing. Like, Do you get mad at yourself at what you do here?
1: Less and less. And I don't know what that means... If that's a good thing or a bad thing, but sometimes you just hit the wrong button.
0: So my my camera has an audio feed on it, right?
1: Yes. No, I think Ken's does, because we can hear Ken half the time.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> Don't hear me swearing at myself. No, there's been several complaints from the <laughs> fans. <laughs> I man, I swear, sometimes those fans like that sit in front of us like must think we're crazy because we're laughing at like. <laughs> We'll just be silent out there and also and I'm like losing it laughing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. It's a, a cool, what would you call it? Uh, a second job or side side gig or something that get into if somebody does want to. and you, you don't necessarily have to be into both camera and sports. I'd say that if you were into cameras, you could get into the sport and study it up. And if you're into the sports side of things, you could get into the camera and learn how to do
0: that as as well do you know i'm gonna add one more thing uh singing our good buddy matt howard was at the game today um and i always say it but the reason matt has gone through uh work and gotten everything and approved how he has uh kind of goes back to learning but it also really goes back to just being a good person mm-hmm. um so and honestly i think you know it's not a camera job it's not a sports thing like just be a good person and that makes it all the more fun to work with those people and when you're in an environment where you're working with a large team it's just everything about it's gonna be better agreed yeah um do you want to do a shelf of shame we've got a whole lot of shelf here yeah probably a whole lot of a whole lot i'm just gonna say i think most of the shame probably sits in that chair right over there (laughs) out motion rocket. Yeah. Matt Ramsey, you know who you are. (laughs) And uh, yeah, Uh, they're not. They've broken stuff all over the place in here. Um, The biggest thing
1: in here is we'll get scripts. And Ryan came in here the other day and he said, are we using any of these scripts? And there's a big stack of old scripts that I just had like lying around.
0: Yeah, we should probably clean up more often eh? A clean workspace makes it a little bit better, but it, it honestly, I feel like every control room is usually a bit of a disaster like this, especially with, oh man, long hauls when you're doing like back-to-back-to-back shows, like after rodeo, this place is a disaster.
1: Yeah. Um. Actually, I think we need to figure out how to close that thing. We got to lock up today.
0: Hopefully we don't set off the alarm. Yeah, we should probably get going. <laughs> um. Is there anything left on our list? Do you remember? No. All right, cool. We w- wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. We'll call it a night. Uh, hopefully, Nick can piece this together. We had a few uh, technical difficulties, I will say. With uh... it's about to happen when we're running mm-hmm. the Mickey Mouse thing like this, but uh, we're nice. on the road. I mean, ooh, actually, you know, the other shelf of shame we should talk about is the lack of a second microphone. Okay.
1: I'm. Um, you know what? I'm probably gonna start this whole video off with an apology.
0: <laughs> but,
1: okay, future neck here. I forgot some mic. There's a lot of mic on. Yes, I forgot the mic.
0: Do you know what? You had a lot of pressure for not to bring a mic and a computer. I, I mean, 50% isn't that. If it was a batting average? <laughs> but
1: I forgot the cable that I was going to Oh, and I knew that you thought that my computer took HDMI straight in. And I knew no, I'd better convert it.
0: And then I forgot that I didn't bring anything. It happens. We're we're not in a million dollar studio. We don't have a million dollars to make stuff. But uh, do you know what actually that's probably what makes us a little more authentic than all of other people out there? So. Yeah, and bad audio. That's what, <laughs> <separates>. <laughs> that's what separates us from the rest. Um cool. With that said, uh, have a good night, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time. You're correct. I am Marlon. You are correct.